Hey, organized and productive listeners and community, welcome to our next episode here at the podcast. I'm Stephanie, your host, and today we have a guest. We have Julie Hood, the founder of CourseCreatorsHQ.com, as a guest to talk about organizing and setting yourself up for success in your office or your office setting, more specifically, your workspace. So a little background on Julie is that she helps coaches, consultants, and bloggers turn their expertise into their own amazing online courses. And not only that, but she also has expertise in organizing data. So you'll hear a little bit about what she did in the past and what she's doing now. And I have a feeling you are going to love Julie and her story. I really appreciate how she organizes her setup and her workspace without overcomplicating it. So Julie and I met over on the social audio app Clubhouse, and even before she and I became friends and business friends, I was hopping around different rooms. It was a social audio app, right? If you were not familiar, familiar, you would hop into a room, listen in on whoever was talking in that room, and she primarily did business rooms where she would talk about course creating or topics related to that, and every time I was in her space, I could tell that she was ready and prepared and organized. I was so impressed by her ability to share her outline and share with you all of her questions and it was just all so beautifully put together. She was prepared. And not only was she prepared with her forms and her and her content, but she was also sharing her workspace. And I was always just so amazed and uh, was applauding her from the other side of the phone, right? And so even before she and I became friends, I knew that she had to be on the podcast. I actually met Julie before I started the podcast, and she was a big inspiration to me um, when I was starting to outline how this podcast was going to come out, And because she was just so organized. Like, I, I loved how her system worked, and like I said, before even we became friends, I knew that she had to be um, on the podcast to talk to you about setting yourself up for success in your workspace so that you had the results that you were looking for so that you didn't feel frazzled and that in the in the process of you getting yourself set up for success that you didn't feel overwhelmed because that's the beauty of how Julie explains it and does it she doesn't overcomplicate it it's not this big setup you know that has to be perfect it has to be you know uh, magazine ready it's all perfect and beautiful she really is a practical person one quick thing that I want to mention is that her conversation and her tips are based on her working with consultants and bloggers and experts creating their own courses and a lot of the people that she works with are also more in the office setting like the traditional corporate nine to five and or office setting. Okay. So even though she is working mainly from home, these apply to both people that work from home and or are digital nomads or are working from different, you know, different offices. So don't think that this conversation is just for business owners or just for people that are working from home. They apply for anybody that needs a workspace and they're trying to set themselves up for success in that area. So without further ado, you know how it works. We go straight into the conversation. So here we go. Welcome to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. I am your host, Stephanie, a professional organizer and productivity expert. Ready to explore the right organizing and productivity solutions for you? Yeah? Well, then let's go. 
Hi, Julie. So good to see you. So glad you're here with us today. Um, as everybody knows that they've got your introduction, so we get right into the conversation for today. And today we're talking all about setting your workspace up for success. And you are somebody that I have, you know, I've seen you actually play this out so well where you're so prepared because you've set yourself up for whatever it is you're doing, whether it's a workshop, a course, a conversation, this podcast. So I feel like you are the queen of setting yourself up for success. So I'm so excited to have you here. And, you know, just to get us started, let's do kind of what defines success for you, like your workspace success so that we're all on the same page. Yeah, that's a great point. And thanks so much for having me. I love talking about this stuff. So we will, I know we're going to have a blast. So for me, workspace is kind of two things. It's a physical place where you're sitting and your computer and, you know, the physical stuff. But then it's also very much the digital pieces of the puzzle, which can be, you know, your files on your computer, the Google documents where you're tracking things, the folders that you're using in Dropbox. I think all of those things, when I have those all nice and pretty and organized, I feel like I get them so much more productive. So it's the digital and the physical for me. Yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned both. I think in today's world, like you said, everything now is intertwined. So I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, you, you highlighted that part of it. Okay. Can you share a little bit about your background and how setting up your success, your work space for success has become so important to you? Like, how did this come about that you are so known to be ready and prepared? You know, it is so funny because my actual name of my business from 20 years ago is finally organized. And I had picked that because I thought I was going to be some kind of organizer. <laughs> and it's so funny to even think about right now. <laughs> but I had been told for years, like, oh, you're so organized. You're so organized. I thought, okay, you know, they say do what you're what you like, what you're good at. And I was like, okay, I'll do this organizing thing. I jumped in and went to one client's house and went, this is not for me. <laughs> I am not like a, a, a one of the incredible people that can organize a closet. That is not my thing. My stuff is more organizing your your online space, your digital space, and and so anyway, I shifted out of that pretty fast. <laughs> and because I had this kind of weird background of computer science and accounting, and then suddenly the internet was exploding. And so I sort of combined them all and have been doing online marketing now for almost 20 years or over 20 years, actually, if I, if I'm completely honest about it. And, uh, the last five, uh, yeah, five years have been specifically with course creators. So helping people who know that they want to have an online presence and they want to sell courses and coaching and getting all that set up and making it work. So it's been really fun, quite the little trip. And what I'm hearing too, is you are just naturally good at organizing information. Right. Information, not the closet. <laughs> not the closet. And that is stuff too. It's just different type of stuff. Uh, okay. So are there any specific habits, like habits or routines that slowly led you to the, the success of you figuring out what works for you? Is there something, Is it like, did you start little by little? Did you pick up some cues? And especially for the listener who may not have this as a natural talent, what should they be looking out for? What should they be letting go of and 
you know, for their success in this, like just setting themselves up for success in their workspace? Such a good question. So can I tell a quick story? So (laughs) back when I was young, my mom was this routine maniac to the point where Monday was vacuum the whole house day. Tuesday was laundry. Wednesday was go to the store, the grocery store. And it got to the point where it was so she was, you did not mess with her routine. (laughs) And so I, after I got out of the house, I was like, okay, I didn't like that. Like that was very um, intense. And I, I thought, okay, I'm not sure I want that. (laughs) So I played around with things for a while. And then I finally came to the realization that she really knew what she was doing because of the fact that she only did groceries on Wednesday. It created so much freedom for her because she didn't have to think about going to the grocery store any other day of the week. She just made sure we got enough groceries to last until the next Wednesday. And that's the only time she had to think about it. Same thing with the laundry. It was a set in stone when it was and then it freed up so much more time for everything else instead of waking up and going hmm, what am I going to do today <laughs> so I started doing a little bit of that with my own online business in setting up okay what days am I going to do things and it shifted through the years but when I started like my podcast I knew I wanted to get an episode out every week so Tuesdays became podcast day to make sure that I always did that on that day got it done that sort of thing then Wednesdays and Thursdays and Sundays tended to be email days and I've kind of added more things through the the years but all of those kind of routine habits make life so much easier cuz I don't have to think about the podcast the rest of the week. I can just do it once, you know, once a week. So part of that was really figuring out what I needed because I know other people that will do like they have a batch podcast day. So once a month they sit down and do all their podcast episodes. And that didn't appeal to me that I wanted something a little bit more concrete each week. I do better with weekly routines than even monthly routines I've found just for me. You kind of just have to play with it and try it. Like, does this work for me? Nope. (laughs) Let's try something else. (laughs) Would you say that through different times of your seasons of of life or times of your life, it has varied? Like you just said, you know, weekly, but was that, is that something that you, you've always been like that or has, and did it change during the different seasons of life? 100% had to change. Actually, so I first started that when I was in college because back then they didn't have the online systems where you could make sure your classes didn't conflict. You had to actually do that yourself and lay them all out. So I started with like a weekly time map of, okay, here's where the classes are going to go. Here's where the work's going to go. And I continue, I really like that weekly layout to kind of plot out what's a normal week. Well, then as my kids came along and we started doing all their activities, then we had to shift things because one, you know, fourth grade, we had Girl Scouts on Wednesdays and we had volleyball on Thursday nights. So those nights got their own uh, schedule. And I finally got smart and recognized, okay, this is only good for maybe this year or or this season of a sport and then I'd have to redo it um whenever our lives were changing with different activities so yeah it's constantly in flux working out okay what's going to work for for this season of life yeah what i love about since you know since i've met you and what you're talking about is that 
you don't overcomplicate it. You just kind of acknowledge and move on if you need to pivot or if you need to change it up a little bit or whatever it may be just to make it work for you. Like you, you know, there's no feeling of, oh my gosh, I failed. It's just, let's just change it up or pivot or, you know, try something different, see if it works better. And, um, I, I, this kind of goes back to, and I think you and I have talked about this in the past, like paper planners. I have tried so many different paper planners and none of them resonated with me. So I am a big spiral notebook gal. Every day gets a page and it has worked well for years and years and years. Now I quit trying <laughs> to yeah. make something else work because nothing worked better. Yeah. I mean, you, and you have your own system so that you can customize it versus using somebody else's, which can get very confusing. Okay. So let's talk about your solutions and, or just something that you would recommend for our listeners for, you know, that have worked for you. You've seen different people like your clients, even um, if you've seen different people trying to get organized in their, whether it's creating their course or their information. Um, and so I always love hearing about your, your solutions. And so let's talk about those. What are um, the essential elements that you believe your workstation should have or your area of work? Like what are the, the things or platforms that you think right now are very important to have? to set yourself up for success? Yeah, such a good question. So we can start with the physical ones first, and then I'll dig in a little deeper on some of the digital things. So uh, first thing, since I do a lot of recording and coaching calls, I have a lighting system set up for right at my desk and a background so that it, it generally looks fine. So I don't have to worry about cleaning up, you know, just to record. And then one of the things that I have, I got um, a couple of years ago and so, so good time saver is it's an outlet and a power strip with a remote. And so I put the lights on the remote. So whenever I need to turn my lights on and off, I just have a button on my desk. I push the button, the lights go on and off and I'm good to go. Like there isn't all this, let's flip everything and turn it. No, quick remote and we're, we're on. So that's one thing. Another thing I really love is having a prop and there's some plastic ones that you can get that props up your monitor so that your webcam is at least eye level or even shooting down. Cause I know you all have seen where people will do a video and the camera is like shooting up there at their face and it's, it's not flattering. <laughs> so I love to have the, the laptop up. Um, I also have a stand for my phone. So when I'm doing things specifically with the phone, it's propped up. It's not laying down. It's a phone stand that works really well for that. So when we were doing all of our clubhouse rooms, you know, the phone stand really came in handy. Um, and then a, I also have a Logitech keyboard that works with both my phone and with my computer. So it's got a little dial on the side that I can switch typing between. So that's been a huge time saver too. So those are kind of the main physical things. And then um, any questions about that, or I can move on to kind of the digital side of things. Yeah, I, I do have a couple of questions. Speaking of how long did it take you to adjust to something new? I think a lot, a lot of our listeners struggle with 
the trial and error period and getting frustrated. So what are some tips that you would offer someone that does get the light, that does get the prop and it doesn't work for them? And, you know, how many things should they be trying? Like how many, how many tries did it take for you to get to the center of your, <laughs> to the center of your workspace? <laughs> ideal workspace? So, you know, the other thing I kind of do is I tend to move around a little bit. So if, if I don't, like uh, the variety is good, I think, for our creativity. So giving yourself the freedom to say, you know, if this doesn't work, it's okay. I can try something else and figure out something else that might fit me better. And that's fine. Go put this on eBay or sell it on Facebook Marketplace and try something else. So I think just giving yourself permission, because a lot of times when we were young, we didn't get that, you know, you're just supposed to be able to make it work. And instead, how about let's just figure out what's perfect for your personality. So I, I did a podcast episode a few weeks ago, and I had pulled together my course creator's seven rules. And one of them is specifically work with yourself and not against yourself. And it's okay if the setup that I have doesn't work for you. That's fine. There's probably one for you that that does work better. So giving yourself that patience and grace to figure it out and to be okay with saying like, yeah, this is no good. I feel like in today in today's uh, examples, whether it's the reels or the videos or the YouTubes or whatever, or even, you know, pod- other people's podcasts where they give tips, it's the disclaimer should be where it took me, you know, 30 tries to get here, or just so you know, this is an example of what I have right now. But like you just said, it may not work for you because we have so many more options now. But I think it's important what you just said to tell people you know, it's figure it, you know, figure yourself out or figure out what works for you. It's going to be okay if you have to return it or whatever. And yeah. And how long the creator took to get to the place where they're comfortable now. So thank you for sharing that. Well, exactly. And like I started in 2017, I thought I wanted to do a podcast, got all the equipment and it sat on my floor for three years because I couldn't figure out how to make it work and fit it into the rest of my life. So um, I did end up using it eventually, but you know, that was three years of like, yeah, you need to be doing that. You should do that. Make sure you use that, that messaging that, you know, keeps coming up for us. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to software or platforms or applications that you find are very good or essential. So the first thing I would say is um, figuring out which online tool you want to use to store files, especially if you're going to do courses or something where you're creating a lot of content. Is it going to be Dropbox? Is it going to be iCloud? Is it going to be Google Drive? You know, what? where do you want to hang out? And I was talking to my son about this the other day, actually, and he's like, yeah, mom, I switched over to iCloud, started putting everything on there, and then I filled up all my space really fast, and so now they want to charge me a lot to get more space. So I was like, hmm, iCloud maybe isn't the best place because... I found Google Drive is the best for the most space. It's not always the easiest to work with, but it is the one um, I pay for extra space and I've got tons and tons of space. So, and I do like Dropbox. I use Dropbox a ton too. So setting that up to where you can get directly to your files is a really, really good idea. 
Second part of that is make sure that you are backing this stuff up. And even the Google Drive, I actually lost a, a whole year of stuff that was on a Google Drive. And I had purchased an account from someone that I thought I had forever access to. They got shut down and I lost a bunch of stuff. Thankfully, I was able to get most of it back, but it was painful. So keeping those backups somewhere you know, however you want to plan that out so that you have them. So keeping backups. Um, the other thing I use a ton of is Google Calendar. So any kind of digital calendar, I think, is essential to making your life work more smoothly. <laughs> when the kids were young, we each had, I had one, my husband had one, um, uh, Emily had one and David had one and we were all different colors. So we could pull up the Google calendar and see where everyone was and who was going to pick up who, when, and who was going here and there. Um, and it worked really well. So that's a big thing that I recommend for my parents. And then now I use it, you know, I divide it up and use it with my clients and scheduling out for them. So Calendly is my favorite calendar tool. I think it's really good for um, setting up sessions and you can just give someone your link and then they can pick a time and you don't have to have all those back and forth. When can you meet? Does this work? All that. So Calendly for that. There's so many different software tools that I use. So I was trying to figure out which ones would be the most helpful for your audience. But those are the main ones right off the bat. If there's any other specific ones you're curious about, let me know. Well, speaking of this, and this is, uh, or, um, technological or technical stuff like apps and stuff what what do you do to help with the security piece of it if uh whether it's privacy security uh, what should people be looking out for when it comes to some of these technical tools so one big thing i do is for all of my team members i have a password tool that i use and the one I got is called RoboForm. I'm not a huge fan of it. it. I just happened to get, I think I got a lifetime account at one point, so it works. Um, but there's some other ones that specifically with your team members, I think having a way that you could control what they have access to so you're not giving out passwords, that's super essential. Um, also being careful the, the common things about watching which links you click, even on your phone. My mom sent me one the other day and she's like, this says I have a package. I said, don't click that. <laughs> That's a, not a real one. Don't click that. <laughs> so being careful with that kind of thing. Um, and then I generally use different passwords on everything so that there isn't to where someone can get a hold of one of my passwords and then use it all over the place. They're they're all different. So those are kind of the main, the main things for safety. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I just love that you think about it too, because when you don't, you know, then the, the, it's not a good work, work yourself into success here because then you end up going to errors and, and it's just, you know, it, it's not great. So anyway, okay. Painful. Yeah. yeah. Painful. So let's talk a little bit about some of those obstacles now that we're talking about what, you know, the terrible things that can happen in your workspace, um, <laughs> but I think they're important, but they're important to talk about because in the organizing, in your organizing journey, or just when you're setting yourself up, you always think about the pretty things or what's going to look good, but it also needs to feel good. It needs to work with your flow. Um, what do you do with interruptions and breaks? Like how do you set yourself up 
so that you are, in, you know, you are making sure that that's part of your workflow? Yeah, such a good question. So number one on the phone is turning off the notifications when I need to really sit down and do something. You don't want the the notifications constantly beeping and the iPhones have a way you can turn on the focus so you don't see updates. So 100% that. Uh, Another thing that you can do is go into the settings and the notifications and you can turn them off for individual apps. So if there's a certain app where you're just getting bombarded, you can go in and turn it off, turn it back on later if you decide you really need it. But I think the notifications are one of the worst pieces of the puzzle for interruptions. And that's why I'm actually not a huge fan. Some of my corporate clients use like Slack and instant messaging. And I also think that is really bad for our productivity because I'm just in the middle of a thought and typing something and then it dings at me. (laughs) I'm like, ah, and you lose it. And um, so not a huge fan of those kind of tools either. Um, At a minimum, turn them to do not disturbs when you need the the good focus times. And then the last thing I found that really, really helps for this finding time to focus is we do study halls <laughs> with with my students when we're working on our projects and it's a group zoom call so we're all on zoom together we mute everybody so we can't hear each other working but we tend to stay on the video and i put up a timer that will give us a certain amount of focus time so if you've ever heard of the pomodoro technique i'm sure you've shared it um, in the past and it's 25 minutes on five minute break. So that's what we do as a group. We'll do 25 minutes on and then take a five minute break. And then sometimes we'll do a little bit longer, 45 minutes to have a good block of time. But there's something powerful about doing that with other people to help with the interruptions and like really stay focused. So hopefully that helps. If you haven't tried that before, definitely, I think, take a take a stab at it because it it it's kind of magical how the power of multiple people working together, how much we get done. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So the creativity side, you mentioned a couple of things that you do and you put out and you customize for your own very specific needs. But let's talk about creativity for just a second and personalizing your workspace for that. How do you create a workspace that? gives you that inspiration, that spark of interest of wanting to be on in your workspace. For me, um, it's having good pens, not not even expensive pens, but because uh, I like the clicker pens, but just a bunch of really easy to find pens that work. <laughs> so simple things like that or um, having the uh a way to so that everything is kind of reachable that i need without having to dig too far you know those are just a couple simple things yeah i love that all right so let's talk about the end of the work space and the work day in your workspace so we've talked about how you set yourself up for success but i do think that ending the day is also just as important as part of your setup and as part of your routine what do you do, if anything, and it could be, you know, something different every day, but what do you do at the end of the day to set yourself up either for the next day or just to end the day in general? So I will say, first off, I'm really bad about, um, I have worked from home for, for so long that 
I don't necessarily have a, a work day. I kind of flow in and out. So, you know, if, if it's one o'clock and I need to go run an errand, it's fine. I go run an errand and then I'll come back. So I kind of have this like start and stop all day long kind of thing going on. But when I'm really, really good at this, this makes a huge difference. So I'll share this idea in case anybody wants to try it. And that is to just write down at the end of the day, the things that I want to make sure that I look at and do the next day. And it's just a simple list. I think I, I did do it yesterday. <laughs> I had six things on it and I've gotten about half of them done already. So, you know, we're in pretty good shape for the day, but it gives you that jump start. So when you sit down the next morning, it's not, okay, where am I at and where do I start? I already have the things written down so I have a direction. So it saves me time and a lot less of that mental stress of like, what am I doing? What's on the list today? So that one little tip has made a huge difference for me. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I, I do this very similar. And I remember you saying something about your checklist and oh my gosh, if you've never checked out Julie's checklist, you need to, to go check out her, her her checklist at the end of the day. Like, you know, when you talked about that, I'm like, yes, that's genius. Of course, you know, either the reminder of what you want to do, like you just talked about or and or a checklist. The other thing I think that can also be helpful and, and I need to do this more because when I did it, it were, it really was helpful, which is having um, whatever your, we call our Alexa, our a lady. So we don't trigger her. <laughs> But using that a lady, not only to remind you of things, but you can say the night before, you know, remind me at 1115 tomorrow to get ready for the zoom recording or remind me to make sure I don't miss that session at 12am or 12 noon tomorrow and and just taking the time to do that where it actually talks to me as opposed to just having it on my calendar, that also is super helpful when I remember to do that. Yeah, this is when technology and AI is our friend. You know, we yes. can absolutely make it work for us in, a, yeah, in these circumstances. Okay, so speaking of ending the workday, yes. <laughs> uh, this, we're, we're on our, you know, the, the last couple of questions that we ask all of our guests. And I just want to say thank you so much for offering all of your knowledge that I know people can relate to and can see themselves in you and how you do your work. So really appreciate it. Uh, okay. So the next couple of questions is something that we always ask our guests. And the first one is what is the one thing you want people to take away from this conversation? Probably uh, it's my rule. Number one is to work with yourself. So figuring out what's going to work for you and being okay with it's not what this guru says or what that guru says like this is what works for me so love 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 that concept um and then i'll do a little part two that i didn't get to share earlier but to look at when you're doing things are you investing your time in creating things that you can use long term or are we scrolling facebook because i you know i catch myself sometimes scrolling and being like wait this is not how i want to use this time i want to be investing it so those two things yeah love it that's so true okay favorite magazine so what is your favorite magazine to read for either business and or pleasure and why 
Yeah. So I used to have the the subscription to Success Magazine back when they actually had the CDs so I could play them in the car. It's dating myself here. But um, so they have a lot of really good stuff. And I would say, as opposed to specific magazines, I'm much more of a podcast listener. So I love to have podcasts going when I'm trying to do chores, when I'm washing dishes, when I'm in the car, because it just becomes this place of uh, being able to gather more uh, knowledge in without having to take regular work time to do it. So big, big podcasts. So go organize Flamingo podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I love my magazines. I used to love them and then books, but podcasts now. You tell the stories. They're just so good. So I'm with you. Uh, all right. So before we go, though, let's share where people can reach you. Where can they find you? Where can they look for some of these awesome checklists that you share with people and all the other stuff that you offer? Uh, thanks so much for asking and for having me. This is so much fun to talk about. So uh, the best place I have uh, on I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram as Course Creators HQ. And then that's our website, coursecreatorshq.com. And we do have a podcast too. So you can search for Julie Hood and Course Creators HQ. They're short episodes. I like to make them full of almost like mini masterclasses for you. So if you're thinking about getting online or you thinking about an online business, definitely check those out. Uh, so those are the main places. And then I've definitely got freebies on the website and stuff that you can grab a hold of. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Julie, and have a great day. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it, Stephanie. Thank you for listening to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you'd leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. It helps with letting people know that we're here. For full show notes and resources, head on over to theorganizedflamingo.com slash podcast. Happy organizing.